practice uh, like this has always been, that's always had this communal backbone is how do we live it together? That is the right question, but I am the wrong person to answer it. So I'm gonna ask Bethany to come up and we're gonna chat together about how we are woefully stumbling and fumbling into this in a local church. And I'm gonna let her talk to you about how we're trying to live this at Bridgetown. Hello, Bethany. Hello. Hello. Thank you, sir. All right, so first, it would be wonderful if you could just share with the room what our journey into rule of life has looked like here at Bridgetown to date. Yeah, so uh, we started Rule of Life back when we were like in the cadence of doing Practicing the Way a couple years ago, and we introduced it towards the end of our journey. And I just have to say the, the first iteration or invitation to it um, was overwhelming. That's the word. I think, you know, at the time, um, I think for our people, conceptually, it was a harder thing to embrace or to get. I think we as a staff outpaced um, what we perceived the churches like where they were actually at. And so in that, I think we, we kind of hit a point as we were trying to introduce this idea with a ton of information, a lot of brilliance in just like history, story, all of that. Um, and they were like, what? And, and honestly, I was a little bit like, what? But privately to myself, you know? Uh, <laughs> because uh, I was trying to figure out what is this, how do we translate this? So honestly, it just, for us, it didn't start off like a dazzling experience. It was one that conceptually we're trying to wrap our minds around and help our people wrap their minds around. So it, it didn't go super well. And what I think it taught us just at a base level was that this isn't gonna be like a nine week thing we introduce and say, go ahead, do it, get after it. But this was gonna be years long of a journey of how we were gonna integrate the church and invite the church into this. So as a leadership team, I think we sobered up a little bit. We were excited, uh, but I think there was some sobriety that needed to be there as we began to even reimagine what this would look like for us. So can I keep going? Well, yeah, I, I just wanna jump in and say, Please. so Bethany you and I in conversation then thought, okay, so we need to go slower yeah. And we need to introduce some training wheels, right? Yes. Uh, and start a bit smaller. So that brings us to the last year. So share what's happened in the last year. Yes, yeah, so we were like, we wanna try this again because we actually believe this is it. And Jesus is our vision. And we believed it was our people's vision. So we said, let's try it again with our leaders this time um, in a really robust way. So we do this thing once a year called the Leadership Summit where we get all of our leaders in one room and just hose them down with everything we want them to know. <laughs> and, uh, and so we thought Figuratively. This, yeah. Uh, so we at the summit decided this would be the central thing that we were gonna go after and invite them into. So we simplified our rule of life into three parts. And we said, church leaders, this is what we're inviting you into, it's three things. And uh, we took a nod from uh, the Order of the Mustard Seed, mm -hmm. and we asked them to do three things, to be true to Christ, to be kind to people, and to take the gospel to the world. And that was their three ambitions, and our hope in that was to invite them for the next year to live into these realities with a reach practice and a base practice. So under each one, there was a, a base practice. This is our expectation. As you be true to Christ, you would pray the Lord's Prayer every day. 
The reach practice would be to do a daily prayer rhythm, to be kind to people. We ask them to serve, uh, put themselves in proximity to the poor, to serve the marginalized. The reach practice was actually to become family to the poor. And, uh, and then uh, to take the gospel to the world, they were just to pray regularly for a lost person and then to follow the invitation spirit, um, the spirits leading an invitation to them and the reach practice. And that was just to move out of their comfort zone and maybe speak the gospel out to someone or to demonstrate the gospel in a way that was tangible. So all of that. Let me pause you for one second because I know you're going to talk about tangibly how we equip folks to do this. But I yeah. want to include an important note for the sake of clarity that I think is important. So we introduced this simple three-part rule of life, and we just borrowed from Zinzendorf and the Moravians because it was so simple already as a starter point. Like, why don't we start somewhere where it feels like, look, we're just going to prescribe a really simple rule of life so that you've got some training wheels and you kind of can learn this slowly. Because a lot of, and there's a couple of reasons for that. First, a lot of people in my experience, will uh, self-select out of certain spiritual pathways because of lack of experience, not because it isn't a spiritual pathway for them. So I don't connect with God through fasting, but I've also never really had a regular rhythm of fasting. You, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then secondly, I, I wanna say this, so each of those points she just named on the order of the must, they're values, they're not practices. A rule of life needs to be made up of practices. There, there's got to be a way to know if you're living it or not, right? Um, and so we had to do some work, and Bethany's giving me the shorthand version, but to define, if this is the value, how do you practice it? And so that's where the base practice and reach practice came in. Of here's a way to express this value tangibly. And the base one meaning, we're actually asking you to covenant with us to do this for a year. And then the reach practice, if you discover that you're connecting with God and you want more, then move beyond the, the base practice and into this. So sorry, I wanted to fill that in, but I'd love if then you would share. Then we tried to follow up with that with yeah. some pretty robust equipping. Yeah, so we, um, we thought that's good, and we hosed them down pretty good at, at that, that space, and then we decided we need to support them. Like, if this is actually going to translate, this was something we we're gonna have to keep in front of our leaders, and something that we needed to support them on. So we created a hidden page on our website um, that was dedicated completely to this, a Bridgetown rule of life for leaders. So they could access this at any point, refer back to it, there were resources on there for them where this was visually laid out for them. We also made really great phone backgrounds that they could use on their phones to keep it in front of them. They were accessing this every day, so these are the three commitments we've made together as a community. Um, and. Yeah, I think we just, we, ha we keep saying it, speaking it to them, reminding them that this is what they've committed to. In April, we'll circle back to this and follow up. But this is something we keep putting in front of our leaders in all the different departments to say, this is what we've committed to doing. And it's this other experience where collectively we get to say, let's watch and see what God does. What is he gonna stir up and what is he stirring up in our community as he does this? I think the, the thing that we um, are figuring out more and more in this season, and you keep saying it to us, which is why I'm gonna say it to you, is it's not about modeling, it's about being able to say with integrity, this is where life actually is. And so our leaders can't compel others or invite others in, we can't do that unless we're actually drinking of the water and participating and seeing what this rule of life actually does within us. And so that's what we're going after, even in our support of them, of saying like, we're going after this because we believe there's life here. 
Yeah, so within the structure of, of our staff team here at Bridgetown, I get to play the role of like vision casting theorist. And then Bethany gets to actually pastor people. <laughs> and so I think it would be phenomenal, Bethany, if you would share pastorally as you've walked with leaders who are trying to engage a simple rule of life for a year, what have been ways that they've really resonated with this idea and practice and way of living and being formed and where have you met resistance within leaders here locally? No resistance, so it's been great. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the resonance is, I think so many of our leaders felt like this was doable. And that was the most important thing. I think the simplicity helped them go, like, I can actually be successful at this. And I don't mean, like, in the world standards. I just mean, like, this is a community that's been doing practices for years and years and years. And I think many of them are hungry for more, but they just haven't had the framework in order to know, like, how do I actually get to go deeper and keep going towards what it is that we've been invited into? So I think for our leaders, the simplicity of what we offer to them gave them greater infrastructure and a, a space to hold those things in a direction to know where to go, you know, where to order some of these practices that had been a part of their life but was actually in need of, needed to go deeper. And so I think, I think there was resonance in that. They were like, I can do this. This seems pretty simple. Just three things easily can do. It's different once they've gotten into it, but I think there's been joy in going like, I can actually do this and I can look for the fruit of it in my life. I think the resistance was um, largely uh, the undoing of like, it needs to be all of this to be successful. So I had some leaders, in particular personality types, and you know them, uh, they were like, this um, isn't enough. Like, how is this even measurable? You know, like, give it to me, you know? And I, uh, what we realized is like, it was actually harder than they thought, you know, because they weren't actually doing the things that they thought they were doing, you know? <laughs> I don't ever do that, but they do it a lot. So, um, yeah, so I think it was just that we had to, I think the, the major resistance, and I, I, again, I think most of our leaders are, right now we're in a season where leaders are like hungry and all in. So we're in this unique season, so there wasn't a ton of resistance except to say that they were questioning like, is this enough? And um, will this actually work? And, you know, this was that moment, we talked about it yesterday, where we just said, can you trust us? Will you go with us? And I think the advantage in this season is that we as a staff have been doing this and experiencing the life and fruit of this. And so this time with deeper integrity, we were able to say, come and drink. Trust mm. us, follow us as we follow Christ and as we see what God is doing among us. And um, I think that's helped with the resistance. I mean, I still get emails, but like, I'm just like, chill out, do the rule, man. You know, <laughs> so um, yeah, those are two of the areas. Yeah, so the, the stage that we're at right now as a church is we are living rule of life together in a covenanted way, in a creative way as a staff team. We did that for a while, then we invited our leaders into it, um, and we asked, them, we asked them to voluntarily commit. We made clear this is not a demand for leadership in this church. You can keep on leading whatever you're leading and not do this. This is an invitation. And we got 100% yes, which was genuinely staggering. Um, it was definitely a uh, new guy honeymoon stage yes. I can say that for sure. Um, 
And now we're trying to do the really hard work, which is to help people live that yes for 12 months and then see where we're at. And we're going to come up here and see where we're at. But we are dreaming of so much more. So can you share a little bit of what, what are we dreaming of just for a local church? And by the way, I just want to say this. You're, you're a room full of pastors. Any one of you could be up here sharing how you're living this stuff in your local context. We are not experts on any of this. We're up here talking because we're trying to just unfold our church and show you under the hood and say, this is how we're trying it and messing it up. So if there's anything that might be helpful on your journey. So just, I, I just want to say that, that we are talking right now as fumbling practitioners, not as experts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're dreaming. And, and, and I don't want you to hear that, like, again, like what you're saying, Tyler, like we're like magically on some trajectory that we're keeping from you. We are dreaming with God as we see what he does through this commitment. Um, about, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, actually inviting uh, more people into that rule of life. And in our minds right now, that would serve as kind of our pathway into church membership. It's how they would say, I'm in, all the way in, and joining together and saying yes to God's invitation to us as a community. Um, and like you said earlier, I think it's important to say that we don't hope that every single person at Bridgetown is a part of this. We just hope that the deep end is full and um, that they are, like you said, a bit noisy. Um, you know, I think how this practically plays out is that those who would commit to or covenant to a rule of life together communally, we would support them and, and help take them to deeper places in their formation by help cultivating a team of pastors who would come around them, spiritual directors who'd work with them, and then eventually doing off-site retreats that deepen their formation and transformation. Um, so as we dream, that's kind of in our minds and hearts. But I think, too, like, um, I think we're in a season of waiting and watching, which I think is sometimes the best thing to do um, in your leadership, and to see what God is doing among us and where he's inviting us and at the pace at which he is inviting us to, to lean into some of these things. So dreams. Yeah, and I'll just close this with this one thought. This was... We've been thinking, dreaming about, together with other churches, what might it be like if something like a rule of life lived where church membership, like official church membership, has traditionally lived in the non-denominational or evangelical tradition of, of which we are a part of Bridgetown. And I led a church in New York where for years we had our version of traditional church membership. and that. And my experience of that was that it was all orthodoxy and no orthopraxy. That people covenanted in who were relieved that this church believed the things they believed. And others who were on a real journey of transformative discipleship suddenly felt alienated because they weren't sure if this was a community that they could really journey with. Whereas before they didn't at all until they took the membership course that I was teaching. Um, and so we've thought, you know, what if in this changing landscape, there might be a way to invite people to join the truth of Jesus and the way of Jesus together, that we might begin tasting of the life of Jesus and looking like people who are tasting the life of Jesus. How might that transform our church? And, and so that's what we're dreaming about, we're thinking about. There's all sorts of different forms and shapes it could take. 
Almost every time I hang out with John Mark, both of us have seven new ideas about it. But it's, it's in our prayers and our thoughts as we continue to weigh this. So um, we hope that you'll begin to dream similar things uh, alongside the Spirit uh, for your local context. So the, the hope, my sincere hope, is that some thoughts have been stirred up as we've been chatting. Uh, they may be really practical thoughts, uh, or they may be very abstract. They may be wildly personal uh, just to you and the way that you apprentice with Jesus, or they might be communal and for your context. And so what we want to invite you to do now is just to take a five-minute stand and turn and talk. And for those of you whose bodies are talking to you, this is your moment. But we're going to stand and just turn and talk what is being stirred within you through this conversation. <laughs> 